Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. BYU beat Boise State, and they couldn't beat South Florida? Rivals has arrived. Okay, folks, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. That's right, you heard it. The Brigham Young Cougars beat the Boise State Broncos, who were 14th ranked in the country, probably one of the top games they're going to play all season long. And it comes on the heels of two rather defeating, demoralizing, and crushing defeats at Toledo and South Florida. What the heck changed, Jason, to cause the Cougars <laughs> to come out of, I don't know what, what Cougars do. I could, they don't hibernate, but they came out of something. Dude, I, I, I just, it was a good, obviously just a fantastic win, happy about it and all that. But it's totally shocked because I'm just, how does Boise State, totally fall asleep, come into the game unprepared, just basically walking through the motions, right? Boise State was flat, and, and they just came in there thinking they were just going to walk over a bad BOU team. So on one hand, Boise State completely blew it and was the better team. On the other hand, you know, BYU is like Jekyll and Hyde to be, man. I mean, I'm not giving me ulcers. They're like, you go out and they play, you know, just – average football and you know the defense looks terrible and and you're thinking man we're not a very good team and then they turn around and and knock off a Boise State so you don't know what team's going to show up okay let me point something out that seemed pretty obvious in the game if you're watching and paying attention just ever so closely it appeared that Kalani was much more involved in the defense and Jeff Grimes, who's normally up in the press box, was down on the field. Those were two yeah. two things that have changed. What does that mean? Well, I think it's it's obviously good. If I'm head coach and my D coordinator is not performing, I'm going to be more hands-on also. So that was a good move, and the defense was better. I think part of it was emotion, you know, being embarrassed in South Florida. They're coming home in front of their home crowd. And there's that, you know, that rally game, just like USC was rallying against Utah after a loss in Provo. USC came back at home and played much better. There's better emotion on that. BOU had that. I think Kalani on the sideline and more hands on defense showed a marked improvement. And, uh, you know, Grimes on the sideline. It was obviously, a, you know, a good, a good shift because, you know, the offense, man, the little trick plays they had in there. And you know what? Romney played excellent i mean he, he hey he looked 
probably better than Zach Wilson, honestly, in his execution. Um, I mean, the kid was really impressive. So that, that I actually helped. agree with that. I think I think ba- uh, Baylor Romney was was really good. Uh, yeah, and I I and whether now why was he better? Because it appeared that Aaron Roderick was actually calling the plays. So yeah. it may have been a very different offense this week and may have been more conducive to a quarterback having success. Because I'm not going to lie to you, and I, I was never a fan of offensive linemen becoming offensive coordinators. They do not understand. They understand line play, and that's good, but there's a whole lot more that goes into it. you got to understand the quarterback, the quarterback mindset, how to develop them, how to get them in rhythm. There's so much that goes into it. I think they definitely call a different game than a, a quarterback does, right? You know, I mean, yeah. Dick is a tight end. Um, you yeah. Know, Joe Gibbs was a tight end O lineman. I mean, you got um, Andy Reid was an O lineman, of course. So you, the, I agree with you to a point on that. And I'll tell you, whatever the formula is, is going in that we don't know, you know, we're, we're guessing a little bit. They better stay with it because I've said to you for a couple of years since Grimes got there, I'm like, I'm not one guess- week I'm like, I'm not guessing he's at got all. A great geez. offensive game plan, and then the next game I'm like, wait, he just went back to it was terrible. It was like a completely different game plan, you know, than what the the week before. I mean, where's the consistency, and why does it look like it's a totally different person calling the plays this week than it was last week? <laughs> right. So usually that happens when people don't have a lot of confidence in what they're doing. And they think they they try, and so they try to be too smart. I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm telling you, it's about players, and it's about execution, and it's about conf- it it's about the confidence you have about the play that you're you're actually asked to perform. And and you can have an intellectual understanding of it, and it doesn't work. So I think I think there was a major shift, and I think the major shift in this game was that these these coordinators have basically been reassigned. Now, how long that yeah. lasts, I don't know, uh, but it certainly it certainly had an impact. Here's what I don't understand, though. Okay, um, why does it take losing twice? Why does it take even getting into the season at all? Like, can't you tell that? Right. Can't you tell a guy is or isn't doing it when you're in fall camp before you hire them in the spring? Don't right. you have a, a, a sense of? of people and what's happening. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just tell you, I had an experience. I had, year. I had, look, you've been with coaches that are terrible and I'm not yeah. saying these guys are terrible. You've been with coaches that just don't get it. And, right. and you've also been with coaches that really get it. And, and I'm right. not, and I, and I, I, I don't know if these coaches get it or they don't. I, I don't. I just I'm just trying to understand why it's taken this long to figure out to make a change. Because I think it's a it's as much a change in attitude as it is in anything. So like let's just take last year. I agree. Kalani fires Ty Detmer and his whole staff. And yeah. and and the whole thing is the players responded to that. Cuz they're like Holy crap, he's firing the most prominent name in BYU football history. Yep. Sorry, sorry, Jason, you're 1A. <laughs> that's just because people don't understand the line of scrimmage and how important we are. Right. That's why it's, <laughs> that's why it's 1A, okay? It's not they get 1. The, they get all the fake news. 
Quarterbacks and, get all the fake news. And and it made a temporary shift. Right? Now, I think I think the shift isn't the coordinators. I think it's something else. What do you think? I agree. All right. Well, what, I agree. I I do I look at it? What like is something you, else? I see, I see crisis management. Actually, you know what? We're going to take a break. Okay. And and we'll come I, back to that. I want you to answer this when you come back cuz I, I I have an answer and when I'm done you're going to go, "Yeah, you're right again, Scott." <laughs> A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. Uh, BYU beat the Broncos from Boise State, who are 14th ranked in the country and a very good football team. But then they, but before that, they lost to Toledo and South Florida, who aren't aren't good. Both of those games, major collapse in the in the second half, late in the game, should not have lost either one of those games. Just shouldn't have happened. Okay. The only significant shift, and I understand the quarterbacks different, all that fine, but th- but there was a bigger shift, and it was that. Jeff Grimes was not up in the play box calling plays. Was he calling them on the sideline? I doubt it. And uh, Kalani was actively involved in calling the defenses. Okay? So that's the only significant difference. And I'm asking you, is that something that can last long term? Because I – well, I'll just ask you and then, then I'll tell you the truth. Well, based on the last four years with Kalani, I would say no. Because I haven't okay. seen I've, – I've seen adjustments here and there over the last four years, and you have one week that looks like genius, and you think, oh, they've got it all answered finally. And then you revert back the next week to something really strange. <laughs> so I've not seen the consistency of that. And I think it goes to – one of the great points you made there was confidence in your scheme and your system of football where you really know it. You, you don't just – know it from reading a book and learning it, but you have confidence in it because it's in your very soul, football soul. That's a Joe Gibbs, right? Joe Gibbs did not deviate. He knew his system. He knew how to win. We'd go out and play, prepare the same way in the playoffs and the Super Bowl as we did at the opening day of camp. Never changed. He had it. Yep. Right? Never changed. Yep. Lavelle, same practice in 1974 was the same in 2000. His Don, practice format. Don Chula, did, exactly the same way. Exactly the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just don't have faith in them in their consistency based on what I've seen the last four years. I see these really nice adjustments one week and they come out and just look great. And then the next week's like, it's like going back from Wisconsin to Utah State and I see a totally different game plan against Utah State after Wisconsin win and you just get crushed by Utah State. And I'm like, that was a totally different team and different scheme. So, so Jason. I, I was like, you are hitting around what it is. You 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 make a really good point. And I'm not even going to say you're wrong. I'm but I'm going to say you're partially right. And I'm I'm right. even I'm even going to simplify it for you more than what you're saying right now. Are you sitting down? You ready for this? Yes, 
Two are probably agreeing, but just okay. using different words. Right. Go, yes, right. go ahead. Yeah. You're going to steal my idea and then make it sound like it's yours. Totally, I'm not. I promise you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kalani Sataki needs to stop being Lavelle Edwards. And he needs to be Kalani Sataki. And yeah. he, he's not, he, Kalani is not a nice guy. He's not Uncle Lavelle. He's not Uncle Kalani. He needs to be that hard-nosed, tough, defensive coach and quit being Lavelle. And I believe, and this is my opinion, I believe that Kalani feels a tremendous amount of pressure aside from being a football coach. It's about it's about the added mantle of responsibility that they emphasize as the coach at BYU. And Lavelle was that was Lavelle's personality, okay? And just so you know, Lavelle on the outside had this appearance of just being a really nice your dad, but he was a fierce competitor and he hated to lose worse than anyone. And what he did is his persona was that's who I am. And I'm better at managing really good people, people that are probably better skilled than I am, than getting involved in things. And that was who Lavelle was, and he knew who he was. Kalani is a guy, he needs to be that defensive coordinator, tough-minded guy. Whether you like Bronco Mendenhall or or whatever, Bronco Mendenhall was not Lavelle Edwards. Bronco Mendenhall was Bronco Mendenhall. And you know what? A lot of people didn't like Bronco. But Bronco was Bronco, yeah. and you and he, he was, was a, he was a disciplinarian. Though. He was. I mean, I'll compliment right. him on that. He, he was. He did certain things well, even if I didn't like that style. He did his style well. He was true to who he was. He was true to who he was. Absolutely. Yes. And so, I think this is a learning curve for for, for Kalani. It's like Kalani. Holy cow! If, he's got four years. If you're going to go down, I know, but it, it take it's his first go around, and he's been at BYU, and it's a little bit more challenging. It is. It is more challenging there. So, it is. So and I got to add to what you're going to say, but go I ahead. guarantee you, I guarantee you, he wakes up and he goes, if I'm going down with this ship, I got to be me. I, I really yeah. think, I really think that's kind of what's happening. And he goes, I just yeah. got to be me. And, and, and I can't be, I can't be a nice guy and you don't have, you don't have to be a jerk, but you have to be an expectation. Don Shula, I knew exactly what was expected of me. Every single day. It never changed week after week after week. And there were a lot of times that I was pushed more than I really wanted to be pushed. And I was told things were very similar that way, right? Yes. And I was told things that I really didn't want to hear sometimes. And, and there has to be the coach. There has to be the leader that says, this is how it is. And this will never change with me. And you'll understand where you are in our program every single day, coaches and players, and if you're not doing it, I'm going to let you hear about it. And that's who Kalani needs to be. And he needs to stop being Bishop Edwards, uncle, dad, all of that stuff. He just needs to be a football coach. And all of those I, things will play in, and, and they'll, just, they'll just naturally happen through the course of, agree, of building relationships. You can honor Lavelle Edwards always like all Lavelle's guys want to do because we love him and revere him so much, but you still can continue in that vein of a system but make it your own. So it needs to be Kalani's, right? Yes. Even while he's honoring Lavelle and trying to build that Lavelle-type culture and system, you know, system, 
but make it Kalani's vein, if you will, as part of that and own it and go forward and be more of a disciplinarian, right? And have that belief in his system and, and own it. But cause they're kind of like Jekyll and Hyde right now over the last four yep. years. Right. And just up and down and great this week and not that week. And where are they going with the system and how they treat, are they disciplining the kids? Are there fights in the locker rooms? Is there, are there issues, you know, you lack of discipline. I mean, you're just, it's kind of been all over the map. So I yes. agree with you. He's got to, he's got to find his system. You're going to go, you're going to never deviate. You're going to, you're going to go down if you, if you're not who you are. And so you might as well be who you are and you might as well just swing for the fences and let the chips fall where they may. Cause if you, if you're going to be something else, you're going to go down. I'm just telling you, you're go, you're going to fail if you're something other than who you are. I, I agree. There's been a, a handful of the greatest coaches of all time. You know, and you'll see some of their advice out there and it's this advice just that you and I are given right now. And that is, you go, you take over as a head coach, you do it your way. And you get fired, you get fired doing it your way. Don't come in and do it everybody else's way, yep. right? Yep. You own it, you go down doing it your way, because I'll tell you, that it'd suck to get fired and look back and go, man, I knew I should have done it my way, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> go down doing it your way to heck with everybody else. Cause you, and in the end, you're almost always right. Right in your heart, in your plan, what you know is Look, almost always right. It's very clear that there are many, many different styles and and systems that work and and work well, yeah. and, and succeed. But it's, yeah. it's hey, they could come out and co- they could have came out this year and virtually copied Navy's offense and ran it like a beast, it just just as good as Navy, right? Perfect it, and I'm telling you, and owned it. And they would have been at a better record than they have right now. Yep. I mean, you're right. You just got to own your system and never look back. All right. Well, um, speaking of owning, Rivals has arrived, and now it's time to go. Sorry, Jason. We're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. We are powered by KSLSports.com. Find us on Facebook at the, the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. And, of course, the next time we're here is the next time we'll see you. Until then, do not act like Jason in public. Words of wisdom from Scott.